I will spend hours answering people's DMs okay. because I think people get past a certain point. There's people, I will never name and shame, but on Instagram that I'm bigger than who are verified, don't answer my DM. you imagine that shit? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. You built that audience, you don't even look? That's crazy. So you sure as hell ain't talking to their fans. Yeah. That's mind-boggling yeah. to me, dude. Yeah. The fans are your every... People say it all the time, thank for my fans. I love, I live for them. Okay. Like... Dude, my fans are my, like, yeah, that's yeah. my, if I wish I could just have every hammy fucking fan, because <laughs> if they like my shit, they're all nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, it. that's amazing. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, we are in Boston, and we have Ryan from Hammy TV with us here today. Thanks so much for coming on, brother. You're welcome, man. Welcome. So, I mean, first things first, you shout out to our buddy Dylan Kivo for uh, putting us in touch. Big um, Dylan. This is my first time in Boston, and um, I'm actually speaking at an event called Hustle Culture Con, and uh, Ryan decided to stop by to do this podcast, so I'm, I'm super grateful for it, man. I've, I've been seeing your content for, for a while now, and you have some of the most creative conversational engaging content on Instagram in my opinion and it's been super cool to just see your content but most importantly now to be able to learn more about you and your story and obviously how we could impact people listening who are looking to become creators or start creating content so mm -hmm. I'm excited for it man thanks of so course, much man welcome welcome to Boston for sure for sure this is the first time like I said but really just to, to start it off man right now you have 5.5 million followers on Instagram and we, we were just talking about this before. Every single video you post on Instagram gets over a million views mm -hmm. and anywhere from 10,000 to 40, 50,000 comments per video. Yep. So to, to kind of bring it back to reality to, for everyone listening, when did you start on Instagram and what was the purpose of that before we get into your story? Okay, so I started on Instagram two years ago. Okay. Um, before that was Facebook and YouTube, so I kind of jumped you know youtube had that big like all the ads got taken out yeah i'm like yeah well you know and they started getting so kid friendly and i felt like they were really taking your like a control over what you can create okay like ah, oh, you can't be too crazy or, and you'll never hit yeah explore yeah. Or whatever they call it and so then i went to facebook and facebook i grew rapidly on as well okay. video wise and then you know the whole analytical data thing happened so again yep. they just like overnight 70 percent reach gone yep. Yep. you know for whatever reason sense. so i was like all right well you know i still want to create let's go to instagram yeah so i went to instagram and um you know each time the videos got a little shorter instagram's obviously a minute yep well, unless you do igtv yeah. which they rolled out but when i first went on instagram it was a minute facebook was like you wanted like a two minute mark and then youtube was maybe five to six yep. minutes so i just adjusted my content and learned gotcha. as I went. so regarding just instagram itself you've been on there for two years i just want to give some context because people are like oh, wow like he has 5.5 million followers i've been on instagram for years like you just two years ago you got on and you just dominated it yep. so really for everyone for everyone listening now what would you describe as your content like what kind of content do you put out there? If people haven't seen it, obviously I'll link it down below. Yeah, but yeah. what what do you describe as the type of content you put out? Uh, surprising. Okay. Um, definitely, it's it's me and my fiance, so it's relationship driven. Yep. And extremely relatable. Okay. But there's always something that's gonna happen that Got you're it. like. Got it. This it's just how I make my content. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like it makes you talk. You yeah. Know? So absolutely. it's it's definitely you know relationship driven love mixed with some comedy funny yes. and then of course our own different style that i like to put in got it got so, it. so I, I really want to i guess take it back now we're we're in boston you told me that you grew up in boston <laughs> just 
bring me back to like childhood. When, what what got you started into what you do now? But most importantly, like where you come from. Bring us back to like Hammy in high school. What were you doing oh, shit, back then yeah. in terms of? Because I think the most important thing I want to touch on today is this podcast, Rise of the Young. It's ma- mainly eighteen to twenty five year olds, and okay. I always try to inspire that young entrepreneur that's looking to start a business or looking to become a creator. And I really just want to take them back so that they can understand like who you are. Because sometimes it's hard to relate to someone it's yeah, like dude yeah. hammy ryan has five and a half million followers just let's let's take people back to your childhood of course yeah so um high school probably like the classic uh didn't enjoy it kind of okay. principal's office stuff not not crazy but always laughing kind of class yeah. clown whatever okay. entertainment like center of attention people loved having class with me because yep. it would be funny and so um I didn't want to go to college because I didn't enjoy high school. Okay. And so I joined the military. Um, I went active duty army right out of high school. Two weeks later, I was in boot camp. Okay, appreciate the service. No problem. So um, that was 21 weeks straight, um, boot camp plus military police training. Wow. And <clears throat> so then I got stationed at Fort Carson, Colorado, trained there for a little bit, throwing grenades in snow, and then went to Iraq where it was 100 plus degrees wow and uh we did 15 months straight in this Iraq. is right out of high school right out of high school i turned uh 20 in iraq okay yeah. so you were 19 when you went in yep that's i'm 19 right now so it's like just to kind of bring context to everyone so you go out of high school well regarding going to you said um army correct mm-hmm. yep was that your decision or where did that come from regarding like the influence to do that? Was it always something you thought about? Because I think obviously for everyone watching, yeah. like, that's a big decision to make. You know, yeah, going to yeah. Afghanistan, joining the army. And yeah. I, I always, I'm always curious because I have so much respect for people that are in the army and mm-hmm. actually provide service to the U.S. So where did that decision come from? Ran, like I just <laughs> didn't want to go to college, didn't want to be that person to just okay. stay doing dead end jobs. So I was like, yeah. let's just do it. You know, at the time there was... Afghanistan and Iraq was both popping off, so okay. I, I knew I was basically going to war. But that's wow. what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go to school. Yeah, any more school. So I did it, and I'm very glad that I did it. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up in Iraq. I had my birthday there, um, 15 months straight. I started wow. off in Baghdad, um, escorting the president and prime minister of Iraq. Um, I was there when Obama came over as wow. a um, what do you call it? Like a um, when he's getting ready to run for the president, okay. he stopped over. So yeah. I was on the embassy roof doing security for him. And That's insane. Yeah, and then we uh, <laughs> went to a D1D Iraq about eight months in and started doing some prison work and working with um, their police. Okay. So that's basically what I did while I was over there. Wow. What would you say was the um, – like what did you take away throughout those 15 months? Because I think someone like myself, right, you – you entered into this thing that was complete out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah, you go yeah. into Afghanistan, you're going to these places that A, you've never been to before, B, they're, they're not the most, hey, like, come on yeah, in. It's yeah, like, it's, course, it's one of those things you, you could have been fearful or mm-hmm. you don't know what to expect. Things could happen. It's a war. You're throwing grenades. Like, of course. I'm always, I'm always curious to, to ask, especially someone that's been in active duty, just what would you say was the most important thing you learned through that experience over the course of 15 months? Or oh, what did you man. take away from that? I would say definitely... Um, taking care of yourself mentally, you know, meditation, like I was telling you, I like to do every yep. morning, um, because you can only go, 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 go so much, we're always going, Yep. and so I think what really changed me was, I'll never forget, I was in the gym, working out, because I worked out, it was like nine months in, and I had a panic attack, I didn't know what it was at the time, Wow. and I think that's when the whole like mental health thing, which we knew nothing about, we knew how to go fight a war, but they don't really tell and talk to you about mental health at all, Really. so I didn't know what it was, panic so, attack, yeah, so describe nice, that, like, what is this panic attack? Where so does it happen? Because right? for me, it's, it, I don't truthfully grasp what that yeah, means. Yeah, of course. Well, it's, it's good, you know. <laughs> it's good that you don't know. Yeah, yeah. So 
basically I was in the gym working out and all of a sudden it kind of hits you like um, you want to run out of your body. Almost like adrenaline because that's what okay. panic is. It's an adrenaline shot, but there's no reason for it. So you're just okay. going on your thing. So tingles in your legs, like say yeah. you're driving, someone almost hits you and you get that, woo, yeah. like, you know, yeah. lightheaded, like, and then you calm. It's like that, but for no reason and a little bit longer. Okay. So very lightheaded. I thought I was going to pass out. I had to sit down, heart racing, sweaty. Wow. And I had no idea what it was because I had no idea what anxiety or panic was at all. Wow. So that kind of got me into a yeah pretty rough cycle. It's called like an anxiety cycle. Okay. Um, which I later learned and researched and read about what this is yeah. because it happened to me and since then it changed my life forever you know that's interesting yeah so that you said that was nine months in that was about nine months in okay smooth ride okay you know, everything was good. <laughs> yeah yeah but it was building up and okay. like we were getting rocket and mortar attacked all the time constant danger every time you went outside of the base you could literally hear their soldiers intercepting and t- saying how many troops are going out in their language, wow. this many troops always watching. So they're always That's watching. Insane. So any second they can attack you whenever they want. Was was there like an internal fear throughout that time there, or because like obviously like now when I when I met you today, right? Yeah, you're yeah. Happy, joyful, excited. Like obviously you're a completely different person uh, oh, yeah, yeah, than yeah, back then. Yeah. But like, what was the constant like mental condition that you're in in that type of zone? Because I, I just really want to bring people yeah. there because not everyone has that opportunity or will decide to do that. Of course. So like, what what's the the mental battle on a daily basis? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So to I keep mean, it and real quick too, because I know you told me you were one of the younger guys there. A lot of people had families yeah, and like yeah. you're you coming you're coming in there with like this like young mentality yeah, yeah. right where you could be in college partying doing your thing but you're no you're in a war zone course, and you gotta yeah. watch out for a missile coming in potentially like time, you know yeah. so like bring us to that mental perspective like Sweet. where were you so, at i mean i was a gunner so i was the one up in the turret that's and so sick yeah yeah so <laughs> your, your body will adapt to anything it's amazing what your yeah. body will do so when you're first day you're like oh shit you know die die like it could happen and then eventually you're just like man if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen like i just want to do my job yeah and so for me, um, you know, every day you would go out and there's danger or whatever, but you do get used to it. But what yeah. actually was really the hardest for me was in between the rocket attacks. So they would have randomly send rockets into the base or mortars randomly, you know. They would set them up, yeah. shoot them into the base while you're sleeping, whatever. It was between the times where they wouldn't attack where it was the hardest. Okay. We're like, shit, it's been like three days. They haven't set nothing in. It's coming. Let it just come. Yeah, you know, yeah. those were those were the hardest. Like, and I really fucked with my patience. Yeah. Because interesting. you knew it was coming. Yeah. You just wanted it to come. You'd rather just wake up at 4 a.m. with them sending it in than waiting again for like yeah. four months. Like, where are they? I'm sorry, four days, five yeah. days, six days. Like, all right, like, is it coming? And then boom, on the seventh day, you got like 20 rockets That's coming. Insane. Yeah. So, wow. It was that. That was the worst part for me. It was that waiting, the waiting game that, when it was quiet yeah it's not like black hawk down you don't go out and you're in firefights and like war heroes you yeah. know you'll go six months with nothing wow you know rocket attacks no that's like every day but yeah out, outside of base outside yeah. of the wire they call it it'll be calm clear for a while it's just that patience of like you'd rather something yeah. happen like, yeah. let something pop so we, yeah. you know we can get it over with, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah so i, I kind of want to just regarding the 15 months um, when you left, you said 15 months mm-hmm. later in terms of your time there, where were you at? You, you're like, what was the plan? Meaning like to kind of transition a bit, you're 15 months, you do yeah. your time there, you do your service. Would, was there any plans to continue forward or were you no, saying, okay, tough. I'm done. I'm going to walk away from this and yeah. figure out my next step. And therefore like, what was the transition like? I was tired. I, I okay. wanted to, I didn't want to stand. I mean, 
like at the time it was just war, war, war. So I knew I was going to go back. So my actual service was three and a half months. And so I could have just stayed or just honorably discharged. Yeah. But I was tired then mentally. I didn't really have any education on what was still happening. I was still terrible yeah. anxiety. You know, I would get random panic attacks. And so I was like, all right, I've had enough. I just, you know, I'd rather Got get it. out and just do my reserve time. Yeah. And so once I went back home into reserves, which by the way, the, the whole me creating content and stuff really came from Iraq because okay. I was crazy overseas. Like okay. I was telling you earlier, I was the yeah. youngest one. So I was always playing pranks on people, doing wild stuff constantly. <laughs> okay. And so one day we're all sitting in the truck after like 14 months. They're like, dude, Hammy, you've got to be an entertainer. Like just promise us that you'll do something. You're, you're a TV guy. Like you're, yeah. you're it. So I promised them. And then, you know, some have lost their lives going back some never came back some due to suicide wow. so like that's what really will kick me into like doing this is like that was like your squad over my there. people yeah so wow. you know you have a lot of talks when you're sitting in a truck yeah for yeah 19 20 hours absolutely like so wait, you make this promise to them hey like being a creative being in the entertainment yep. and like at that moment what was your life life regarding like social media? Were you even on social media? No, was it a exist. thing? Like didn't exist. Didn't exist. No, nope. got it, got it. So um, I would say I didn't exist till like two years after. Okay. I started doing some okay. some funny videos on Facebook, just on my personal page, but they started gaining. Got it. And then I was like, Yeah, because what, what, what's like the from going? Okay, I'm gonna promise you guys to be in entertainment. Like, kind of yeah. walk us through like. When did you truthfully decide that, like, okay, let me start creating content and yeah, yeah. give us some context, to like, maybe what year this was? Because, like, right now in 2019, it's, like, completely different in yeah, terms of, of the type of content, yeah, the, yeah. the algorithms, new apps like Everything. TikTok and all these yeah. things. Like, it's such you, – you're going to speak to someone differently today right now of than course. what you were doing right when you got started. So, yeah. like, give us some context. Like, when you decided to say, okay, I'm doing this, mm-hmm. like, what did that look like? What was your strategy? So, at the time, YouTube – was like okay. that thing. Facebook wasn't really like video creation that didn't evolve yet. So it was YouTube. So when I came back, I was still doing Army Reserve one weekend a month. But then I, I, I tried to go to school, but like my anxiety and panic was still so bad. I just really, I failed okay. out. I couldn't do it. So you tried to go back to college? Tried to go back to college, yeah. And yeah. it just didn't work? Nah, I just was still having wow. panic and anxiety, like constant kind of fear gripping me. But then there was moments where I would create some videos and I would escape it. Okay. That's where I was like, That's cool. shit, you know? So I would create some content and be like, oh, I wasn't anxious or panic. And yeah. then I would put it out and then seeing people's reactions to laughing and having fun and love. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, maybe this really is where I belong. Yeah. And so I started mentally seeing like psychologists, you know, yeah. just getting help, working on my mental health to stabilize myself. And um, not that I was ever like suicidal or anything, just bad anxiety and panic yeah. was really my gripper. And so, you know, I'm like very open about it because I know so many fans have helped through it. Yeah. Like it's very common thing. And here yeah. in America, they want to like put a veil over it. Like yeah. everybody in their life goes through anxiety or, and almost they say statistic wise, everybody will suffer some type of de- panic and deep depression in their life. Okay. Some will stay in it. Some won't, you know, okay. but I learned books, books, books. I read all the time. Really? Okay. All the time. Every day. Okay. I read. Where did that mentality come from? Because I think a lot of, for example, young people and the people I interview, whether mm-hmm. that's a billionaire or a creator or a musician, it's like that self-education aspect. Like that's not normally taught in school, right? Or if you didn't go to college, maybe you just haven't picked up a book in five mm-hmm. years, right? So it's like, I'm curious, like where did that appetite for knowledge and like education yeah. come from? So I started working full time um, for the Department of Mental Health. You okay. know, people with mental issues, they have behavior issues or whatever. So when I started working there... And this is as you're kind of stepping into Just as I progress and after the okay. whole college thing, just Got kind it. of staying on your timeline yeah. of like 
college wasn't for me. Yep. Wasn't my thing. Yep. Did start filming a little bit. I would film a little here and there. I'd really enjoy it. Put the camera down. Okay, but but just for reference, you're not looking at it from a business perspective not at, at all. all in this perspective. No, just like totally like freedom uh, outlet. Okay. Like, this is I love doing like this. Creating. Creating okay. that that was it. No business, no like got it. I can even make money really off of it except for YouTube yeah. monetization, like the basics. So here I am, finally, you know, doing better, working. Yep. And as I started working, I would pick up the camera, film some stuff. It would go pretty good. It would go yeah. pretty big. People would enjoy it. And then I would kind of put the camera down for a little bit, normal life stuff. And then I just kept finding myself going back to the camera and okay. filming. And people would want more. They'd see me in the streets all of a sudden. They're like, yo, I saw your stuff. That was funny. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just start a YouTube. And at the time... Vitaly, who I'm now friends with, yep. and Roman Atwood, these pranksters. I'm like, dude, I love this. I can do it. It's yeah. me. It's my yeah. personality. That's how I am. And so that's when the self-education started because okay. I had no idea how to turn a camera on. Okay. I didn't even have a camera. I didn't know what to buy, how to do it, how to upload to YouTube, how to make a YouTube. Okay. That's when self-education started. Got it. Today's episode of Rise of the Young is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. So whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. One of the most exciting classes that I'm excited to be a part of is their productivity class with Evernote, helping you use that app effectively. So there's dozens and dozens of different classes you can take. For me, I'm excited for the productivity one because, you know, everyone can be more effective and productive in their work. So that being said, join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months free. That's right, Skillshare is offering Rise of the Young listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Rise of the Young. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Rise of the Young to start your two free months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Rise of the Young. Now, let's get back into the show. I would YouTube for hours, like what cameras to get. I would read, you know, Sony or read about yeah. Nikons, read about the whole thing and what people were using. And that's when the self-education started. Okay. And so then I bought my first camera, started with zero, ground up, mm-hmm. started filming. And then at the time I did have an editor, okay. so I didn't have to worry about editing. But then I would say once I started my YouTube and got the ball rolling... Um, my first pranks is like kind of crazy, but <laughs> I, uh, yeah, let's so, see, I, I want to get some context yeah, to some so of the like, pranks. So, kind so of the first people. ideas was like I actually put fake ads on Craigslist that I was having. <laughs> I was having a porn audition, <laughs> and that they had to come try out. Nothing naked or anything, but okay. they would have to come. It's meet like me. a casting couch yeah, sort of vibe. Dude, so I rented a hotel room, like a bum hotel room, and set up and cameras. Like legit, legit. And so, no way. Yeah, dude, you can still find it too if you look oh on YouTube. It's like God. fake porn casts, and these these weren't really. But big. these are people coming in to, to quote unquote try out, try and you're out. you're the guy like okay, interviewing. But yes. you're doing like it for the act of comedy, obviously. Act of comedy, of course. Yeah. Oh this is what I, this is my first YouTube. This is when I first went to YouTube. So this is your first idea. First idea. <laughs> Viral, viral. Okay, went viral. But it was the Nuts. execution because everyone thinks, oh, that could be hilarious. So like, I just taught. This is again self-educate. I taught myself yeah. camera angles. I taught myself lighting. I've read okay. books on lighting. I've read books on different camera angles. I've watched videos on okay. basic directing. No college. I educated myself. Okay. So yeah, I set up two cameras. 
had a few skit. Uh, I don't ever write anything down. It yeah. just comes to my head yeah. and I flow. I don't. I do not like writing stuff like down. I like to go. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the first girl shows up wasn't the girl in the picture <laughs> at all. Totally booted her out. She was a teacher. So I blurred all their faces. I had to change their voices. Oh my god! But like, just trying to, to bring context to the the prank. Like these are people you're introducing yourself to them, and it's yeah. like legitimately. Hey, hey, casting. this is a porn casting. Great yeah. to meet you. Like this is completely legit. They you also started with a video after. It completely was... real. Like these people thought they were coming for a casting. Wow. Comes. I was like, it's not you. Second girl comes. Wasn't her in the picture, but she was like kind of looked like the girl in the picture. So I'm like, whatever, okay. come in. So we started interviewing her. So like we had this girl playing Twister, like <laughs> not naked, nothing like that. We kept it so that it yeah. could go on YouTube. And this is when YouTube wasn't so strict on creation. And, yeah. And so, yeah, that was my first video. She played Twister, did some funny stuff. She sang Backstreet Boys into like a sex toy. And, <laughs> and so I posted it and it went viral. It, okay. That was my first ever like onto YouTube, and like right away people were like, wow. dude, we want more. Part yeah. one did like 120 thousand on a channel wow. that had nothing in like three days. That's insane. People were reposting at the time community channels like yeah. this is hilarious. I ended it so that you would want to come see more. Okay. And I did do like one more that was just kind of funny too, like okay. hey, me to like a drawer or something stupid. Yeah. And so that's how I started. So, because this is like a unique, like your first video pops. That's usually yeah. not the case for majority no, of people. Usually, no. But it's like I can already tell, just like your your creative ability to have that idea and execute mm-hmm. on it, edit it yourself, or work with an editor and then upload it. Like, yep. that's people usually just kind of oh, kind of we'll test this one, not yeah, yeah. focus on the quality, not study the lighting, and like you went for quality. It seems like and like well, the, the quality, quality the idea. Too, like if you watch now, it was filmed yeah. on a pretty bad camera. Yeah, yeah, lighting yeah. was not how I would have had it. Now. Okay, but yeah, it, yeah. It, like, but the your idea was, was there. just so good. Yeah. And when an idea is good and, and it's also like something no one's seen, it just kind of smacks you like, yeah, whoa, yeah. dude, like, and you're not going to see this anywhere yeah. else. And that's when people kind of started reaching out to me right Got away. It. Like, yo, we want to work with you. And like, I didn't even know what I was doing. Okay. I'm like, just creating this stuff. And this is on YouTube. And, yeah, YouTube. and you're still not using Instagram at the time? No, Instagram. Okay. I don't, Instagram was there. Of course it existed, okay. but that was not, that was like picture sharing more back okay. then. Facebook, yeah. same. Yeah. So I started with that and. After I did that, people started reaching out to me, and I, I got these guys who owned a website back then. Okay. These guys wrote viral commercials for Coca-Cola, Super Bowl, and they're like, dude, your, your, your videos are amazing, the ideas, but yeah. your execution needs work. So basically, they started work with me. I would create videos for them to post to their website. Okay. And they would post at the time. They had a bunch of Facebook pages. They would share like the article to their yep. pages because yep. they were big then. Yep. And in return, that would boost the views and get my YouTube video trending. Okay. You could do this back in the day. Wow. And then also it would provide tons of traffic to their website, which was money. Yep. Which I didn't even know at the time they were making money off the website yeah, yeah. clicks. I had no clue. Yeah. I was just learning from them, and I was so into learning how to create viral videos and execute and do it right. Yep. And that's when the real journey started. Like that's when I would film a video thirty times over. Yeah. And like, no, it's not correct yeah and now doing that now i know in two seconds i can look at a video and say yeah that's viral or it's not viral wow like now in two seconds interesting so i would say to to break down viral video what would you say just in a brief nutshell is like the formula for viral video just like the basic skeleton the like basic if someone skeleton. says okay they're listening right now and they're about to pause the podcast to go create this viral video yeah, yeah. what do you tell them well first of course like lighting is important okay. i would take a few minutes to get the lighting the second is even though you may just be starting out, you don't really have an excuse now because the iPhone films so high quality, yeah. which I use an iPhone. Yeah, we were so talking about that. Those are like the two first before you even start. Okay, okay. it's like very simple. Back like, then they didn't like really good lighting, have... so you can see it. And yeah, then camera yeah, quality, of course. And then of course it's the idea. So yeah, 
the idea is everything the okay. idea is like a psychology like don't be scared to try something because you don't know okay what will pop it could be so outlandish that yeah. it could do well so you meant you're not i'm not saying everybody's gonna upload and hit it like i did yeah but the very first skeleton would just be like i would say number one relatable okay relatability is like number one dude. okay like if it's not relatable if it's just something crazy, yeah. what's it gonna do? Yeah. Here's a perfect example, my biggest video ever, right? For how long have you seen people blowing air horns on people? I don't know. Air horns? Ever, right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny, you may get some shares and comments and yeah. likes, right? Well, I took that, and every time my girlfriend was on her cell phone, which everybody uh, in the world yeah. has, I would blow it when she's on her phone. You upload that, it's at 323 million views now, <laughs> with one million shares. That's insane. Relatable. Air horn when she's on cell phone. See the Got relatability, and, and you told me earlier that was the first video on Facebook to hit a million shares. First one, I was the first one to do it. Yep, that's insane. As an individual too, yeah. And I'm talking like you got Lab Bible and Unilad and all them out there who, yeah, they just license the content and it's yeah. easy for them. I did this like I only yeah. had like a million and I did it. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. So wow. all right, so the transition from YouTube yeah. now. YouTube, yeah, break it down. YouTube, all of a sudden, eighty percent of ads got taken out. They really started getting strict with the creativity and kid-friendly crazy stuff. And I was like, dude, I just want to create. Yep. Not that I want my stuff to be so crazy. I do keep age in mind, like 14 to 15-year-olds. Yeah. You know, that was like kind of outrageous. I would never do it now. But okay. I was like, let's go to Facebook. And people started posting the Facebook videos. Yeah. So I'm like, let's do it. So Facebook was different. Facebook was quicker content, more okay. millennial-driven than yep. YouTube. YouTube, we all know, is long-form, you know. Facebook, so I started uploading to Facebook okay. and doing more pranks and some stuff. At the time, I still wasn't with my fiance because okay. it was just kind of random videos. By the way, I did have some very viral videos on YouTube before the transition. Okay. One of them was um, I set up a social experiment with a broken down car. I acted like my car was broken down to see if anyone would stop. One guy did stop. The guy who stopped was burnt 80% of his body a few months before in a Whoa. fire. He lost everything. No way. He lost his dog. He got burnt because he went in to save his dog. And he fainted from the lack of oxygen. One dog died. One did get saved, but he burnt eighty percent of his body in it. He was in a coma, and his aunt made a GoFundMe for him. Yeah. So he stopped to help me. That's like that hours. one. This guy. dude was the one who stopped. He was wow. going to therapy for his skin transplant, whatever. Like really badly burned. Yeah. And he stopped. He's like, "Do you need any help?" I literally just stopped filming right then, and I was like, "Dude, like, do you need help?" And he told me a story, and he told me he lost a PlayStation. So I was like, "Let me buy a PlayStation for you." Yeah. So I bought him a PlayStation. I was like, "Can I use the video?" He said, "Sure." And I go, "Do you mind if I add your aunt's GoFund?" Added the GoFund to it. Told a story a little bit with the video. Yeah. Dude, he hit two hundred thousand dollars in two days. Raised from GoFund. your video. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. And, that's yeah. wild. And that went ballistic viral. Yeah. Wow. Same as Eric. Yeah. So I didn't Shout take out to Eric. Eric. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. We keep man. in touch. So really? He's doing better now. Love that is honestly like, I've never heard something like a story like how coincidence that is lined yeah. up. So he stopped inside the road and then whatever you upload it two he days just stopped, later. He's like, do you need anything? That's he, insane. And he that's have, so good to hear. It was a Mustang and he happened to have a Mustang earlier on. Yeah. Some stuff off camera. And so it could wow. be that, whatever, but he's yeah. just like, you know, good people, whatever. He stopped. That's and a, wow. it just went, every, Fox News took it. Yeah, it was like purpose-driven content. Yeah, like Go yeah. fund me and they raise the money. Yeah, That's so that cool. one went crazy. Um, 200K, he ended up getting, because he lost his house, lost everything. Yeah. Like, literally lost everything. Wow. He ended up shit. And so before I went to Facebook, I already I had made some big rumbles on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And then after the crash, I was like, I'm going to Facebook. Got it. And then Facebook, I started. And then I met... 
while on Facebook, started building an audience. Me and my now fiance started pranking each other. Okay. And it was yeah, just tell like me about that because like that's all your videos. If you go to your Instagram, now now, it's, it's like you and your her. fiance yeah. and the energy and the way yeah. you guys do pranks. It's just like it works like flawlessly. People, so like break yeah. that down. How did obviously like. How'd you guys meet to then obviously come to the conclusion of like, okay, let's do all these videos together. Yeah. It's so relatable. It's funny. And it just, it bridges that gap of yeah. like just the relationship. And I'm sure it's fun for you guys. Oh, so kind of describe that from yeah. like a personal perspective, but also like how it's been able yeah. to work from a content so perspective. So she is opposite of me. She's the more, I was going to say like mentally stable. <laughs> I am stable. Like, but she's okay. the more calm, thinks of both sides. I'm just like, you know, like one side. So yeah. she's more, but I'm crazy, you know? And okay. so... I was just always playing pranks on her. So I'm like, okay. why don't we just like film it? And so we started filming it and they just popped like right away. People okay. were like, this But you were just cold. like filming, you were already doing pranks before. I was already I, doing I think it. that's important though. Cause like, yeah. don't try to be someone you're not, you know, like you were authentically yeah. already pranking her. So now this is what I was talking that, about you earlier. Yeah. Is people don't reinvent their self. And I actually have a name for it that I call creator's block. Okay. It's something I made up on my own. You start out as a creator. Say you start out, you're having fun, you're making videos, right? Yep. Everything's great. Then you start getting a following, right? Yep. And then maybe you do some type of series or video that really gets you big. And then you have a big following. And now it's a job. Yeah. And now you don't work. And now you rely on the income. And now there's pressure on you filming. And then people get stuck in a box. They're scared to try new things because their audience may not like it. You don't want to lose your audience. Yep. You're making money now. It's a business, right? Yep. I just say, fuck that. I don't care. I don't. My audience is going to stay with me. Yeah. This is what happens. People don't reinvent themselves. They do the same thing that got them to where they are. Keep doing it. Yep. The engagement gets worse and worse. And if you don't change, just like music artists, eventually you'll fall off. Interesting. You have to change. You've got yeah. to reinvent yourself constantly. Yeah. My stuff, you don't know what I'm ever going to yeah, come up with. Yeah, it's so true. It could be a skit. Yeah. It could be a prank. And then people comment even more because they're like, wait a minute, this is a fake prank. Well, it was not supposed to be a prank. It was supposed to be a skit. Yeah. Clearly, it's fake. And then yeah. people argue in the comments because... Well, like one video was supposed to be a joke where she put boiling water on me. Clearly, it's a joke. Yeah. And people were like, no, this is not real. No, I know it's not real. <laughs> but And then people are arguing in the comments like, no, we know it's not real, dude. It didn't really happen. Yeah. It's a joke. And then that starts even more. Hectic. Yeah. So I took like normal skits that people have been doing on Instagram for a long time and totally flung different okay. different stuff in Facebook too. Okay. And they're like, whoa. But like creator's block is the biggest thing. So I went from me doing pranks to some social experiments and then to a couple things okay. that just clicked. Got it. So, so would, you, would you say most of your time is spent on Instagram now? I love Instagram. Instagram? Facebook, I'm a huge Zuckerberg. Okay, okay. Facebook and Instagram is my favorite platforms. Okay. Um, YouTube, I'm not a big fan of. I actually just recently went to look up a guy. I'm, I used to just enjoy watching him. I don't really smoke weed at all, but his... his Page was custom grow 420. He was like the king. Oh, of the I, I've seen him. Yes, yes. His page he was, is gone. Would, you know that. No way. Yeah, YouTube said no more marijuana, anything. They took all the weed pages really? down. Really? It's complete wow. to me lack of where he is, it's legal. Yeah. In front of every video, he said that this is for 21 plus yeah, yeah. marijuana patients. They took, and they his took page it. They took it, dude. I used to watch this stuff. I used to watch it too, and I'm not even a big weed smoker. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was funny. Yeah. I just went yesterday. I swear to God, it's gone. Wow. This is the type of thing, and this is why I left YouTube. I'm not going to build a huge empire on YouTube because, one, the pranks they don't really like either. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense to me. And they don't, they take your creativity. There's like a, no, you can't do this. I've always liked doing my own thing because I don't have a boss. Nobody's going to tell me what I'm doing or what I'm not going to do, which it is their platform and I respect that it's their platform, but they also have to respect that this dude just spent seven years on your platform 
and all of a sudden overnight you took his stuff because yeah. it's marijuana based which he gives the warning in the description in the beginning and it's legal where he is right? yeah that makes sense it's crazy so would you say the, the the difference because i need to be educated on this too like the difference between like youtube restrictions and instagram it's night and day like instagram you, is getting stricter okay and they should because ad people don't want their stuff yeah. put on crazy stuff yeah and there's some other you know it's it's going to happen facebook did the same thing Every okay. platform will do it eventually. Like TikTok will be very strict. Yeah. They kind of are. They're kid-friendly, whatever yeah. now anyway. Yeah. So it's going to happen no matter what. The ads will come in and they'll be like, listen, this type of stuff is too sexual, too crazy. And okay. then what they'll do is they'll start putting more restrictions. Got it. That makes sense. So really the transition, I guess, something we were talking about before is like, obviously today we're at a business conference. I yep. spoke about TikTok. I spoke about branding, marketing, and mm-hmm. just the business side of social media. And I want to ask you, like, when was the the pivoting point for you mentally where you're like, oh, this isn't just videos. Like, I can start making money. There's brands out there advertising. And, like, when did you start thinking about social media from a business perspective? And what was that transition like? So I met a guy. He's my mentor. His name's Jeff Taylor. So I met Jeff, and he's like, I made um, some Facebook share groups back in the day with a bunch of creators. And we would share each other's stuff on our pages to help grow each other. Yep. And he's like, listen, I have all these brand deals coming in. I don't have a content creator, so I'll just pay whatever you're making at your job now, which wasn't much, yeah. to come create for me. So I was like, all right. So I left. Next thing you know, I'm at Floyd Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor's stuff filming and working with him yeah. and creating content for him. And yeah. then he just knew that I would be successful in it. So it was like a leg up, like a mentor. He was yeah. already a millionaire. He was a Navy veteran himself. Wow. So we clicked. Yeah, you guys had relatability. Yeah. So that's when he's like, dude, you can't just like have somebody send you clothes and shout it out without getting paid. Yeah, it's not fair to you because you spend so much time getting your audience that yeah. you shouldn't. You should take. And that's when I was like, "Whoa, all right." So there is some business now. Yeah, that's when it started catching on. But I will say that I'm extremely strict with what I promote. My audience is always first. Okay, I'll never sell out. I turned down like I was saying before the podcast started. I've turned down twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars business deals because that does not go with what my audience would yeah. enjoy. If I don't enjoy it. And my audience, that's my family, my yeah, audience. Like, yeah. that is my people. Yeah. They love us. Totally. You know, I won't show them shit if it doesn't go with it. If it's not something they can benefit or use, yep. I don't give a fuck how much money it is. They won't see it. That's I dope. I won't sell my soul for money. Yeah. The, lo- the loyalty aspect is there. And when I do do brand deals, which I've got a few long-term, by yeah. the way, the biggest advice to, that I can give is stay with your job long enough. If I didn't stay with my job long enough, I would have been shouting out, all these little brands just to survive yeah. because I would have had to rely on social media, right? Yeah. Well, I avoided that by staying at my job, so it saved me. Okay. All these people shouting out like 50 different oh, vape you're, companies. You're saying you like know? to they have, they're chasing the check because they don't have a job. They're they don't have a the job. Money, yeah. they, and they need to make the buck to do X, Y, and Z to live. Yes. So they're so taking you're, so anything you're saying, that comes. Okay, so you're saying like you, had, you were working a job, creating content, yes. you weren't dependent on it, and that was able to give you the opportunity to, to pick and choose. and pick and choose. Okay. Huge. Got my it. biggest fucking advice. I've okay. seen people, I will never say names, but I've seen some big people right now that are nowhere because they yeah. burnt their page out. You can't, sh- it's like, LeBron James, right? He, he, one day he's wearing Nike and loves Nike. The next day he's wearing Adidas. Yeah. It confuses the hell out of you. Yeah. These people are saying this vape company is the best. And then the next day they're doing another vape because they're yeah. paying the money. Your audience is like, dude, this guy's not real. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. It'll burn it's you, like The dude. facade effect. I've seen like, it burn so many yeah. pages. Okay. And I never, I was so patient. Okay. My first brand deal was like six figures. Okay. Because I waited. That's tight. And now I'm still with them. Okay. Who we talked about earlier. Okay, got and it. And I won't say what I'm making now, but yeah. I'm fucking okay. Oh yeah, 100%. And I love it and my audience loves them. Yeah. And yeah. it's legit. Do you want to talk about the company people. or no? 
Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bluetooth. We, we were talking about it before. Yeah, Bluetooth. <laughs> no, no, because it's it's funny because I was at this um, that this party in LA. It was like this event or whatever, and Bluetooth yeah. was there. And like, yeah. just give us some context. It definitely goes into the conversation of like what this is. Like, what is Bluetooth? So Bluetooth, first <laughs> off, it is the. And first... this is not a paid promotion. This is just like we want to. No, this have, is just like my first talk. brand. I'm giving an example of a brand <laughs> yeah. deal. Like, you know, um, Bluetooth is the first Viagra that's delivered through the mail, so you get approved right online. Yeah. So I've always done Viagra pranks, right? Yeah. But I really like what the company stands for because it's more nowadays, it's like more, who wants to go to the doctor? You yeah. can just do it online, yeah. right? And he's like, dude, you're always doing pranks with it. Like, yeah. let me send you Bluetooth. Try it if you like it, whatever. <laughs> so I yeah. popped it. I was like, oh, this shit's legit. It works. This yeah. is awesome. And so I actually did a free video at first just to see if my audience liked it and they yeah. loved it. They love even now people are gonna watch that are my fans and be like, dude, Bluetooth's the shit. Like, that's, <laughs> okay. And tons of fans message me like, dude, this stuff's legit. Okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> like okay. tons of my audience members. Yeah. And some people le- really had issues getting getting it up, you know? Yeah. Like, and now they really are like, dude, this changed my whole relationship in my okay. life. So providing value and it just fits them, dude. <laughs> yeah, like it yeah. fits my audience. The videos are always so entertaining. Okay. And that was the first brand. I was like, dude, my audience will love it. It yeah. works. It's real. It's legitimate. It's yep. legal. And I've been with them for like two years now. Okay. And That's I tight. love them, dude. And, it, That's tight. and I've watched them grow as yeah. I've grown and we've both yep. grown together. Yeah. Like the dude started in his basement. That's insane. Now it's millions of dollars, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's so cool, man. And I want to kind of like di- dissect that. So let's say there's a creator watching and mm-hmm. he already has a following and he's like, okay, like maybe he's been selling and trying to sell different things, but he's like, okay, let me take a step back and try to figure out a brand or a company that I want to work with. Like, what do you recommend to someone or a creator that's looking for a brand deal? They don't want to sell out, but they mm-hmm. already have an audience more so just like they're building this audience yeah. and they have a loyal fan base. Like how do you recommend they go about like doing a strategic brand deal with a company that can be valuable for both parties? Like in terms of like, not, not just like the contractual yeah, part of, of it, but just like the conversation you have with these yeah. clients or brands. Cause I'm sure you've obviously mastered of that. Course, and that's yeah, the reason yeah. why you've been able to build with these companies. Yeah. So like what advice would you give to someone that's looking to have their first big brand deal? So, well, first off, I mean, if you have an audience, they're going to be interested. Yep. It just depends on if the product will fit. You, if you email a company, they'll respond. I used to email all the time. That's how I got featured on like 9gag. I'm really close okay. with them now and all them. They will answer your email. Okay. If you send them your insights and be like, I think your product will fit, and they know about the social media boom, yep. which after what was it, Chick-fil-A thing, just went huge off of social media. Yeah. All these big companies now, are, yep. we're still early, dude. Yeah. We're still early in the social media thing. These old people have no clue. Like big, big brands. Like you can make shit pop yeah. so easily. But I would email everybody and anybody, and even on Instagram, directly message them, yep. I think it'll DMs. fit, and this is why. And you're yep. already offering value. Yeah. And you don't have to charge a huge amount, just be like, let me show you. That's yeah. one trick that I've always used. I always way undercharge to show my value. Oh, interesting. So I'll you like, undercharge dude, first to therefore yeah. build trust, you'd say? I would say to show them what I, I'm confident that I can blow this up. Yeah. And when yeah. I blow it up, they're like, whoa, you weren't kidding around. Let's yeah. renegotiate. And they already, real business people know, okay, now what's the price? Gonna, okay. And then another piece of advice is always stick with a brand and look for more long-term. Okay. Like, don't be like one and done. Yeah. Be like, well, I'm, if you do one, it works well, be like, all right, well, what will it take for you to be on board for two months? Yeah. Don't just do one, 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 one. Yeah. Try to get that long-term, especially yep. if it fits. Yeah. Bluetooth is so tied into my audience now because totally. they enjoy it. Yeah. Everybody loves it. It's part of 
Hemi TV. Yeah, like it's the identity just there. of the brand. Yeah, it's just there. People yeah. love. It. People ask me for more videos with it. Yeah, yeah, that's and so awesome from yeah. the, the sponsorship or like the partnership perspective. It so works. when you're when you're fitting something that goes with your audience, it's perfect. Yeah. But that's my my second piece of advice is always try if you do it, always do it cheaper. Okay. Do a great job, show your value. Yep. Then they'll come back, and then when they come back. You know, I'm not saying go astronomical with the price, but be yep. like, okay, now let's sit down and talk and let's get a long-term deal going. Yeah. I want you guys on board for two to three months. I won't even talk to a company if they don't want to do three, four months. Okay. Because why? I'm going to show something to my audience and it's not going to resonate after one video. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious and I always ask people like the way like when you go on Instagram and I know you were showing me earlier, like you have millions of views. You're getting yeah. hundreds and thousands of followers and you have hundreds of thousands of views people watching your stuff every single day like does it ever get i would say like you go on there and you're like wow like do you always do you ever like remind yourself because you know an average person logs on instagram and they check out what their friends have going on and they check on the news or whatever and like you've built this platform that's only continuously growing and you have such an audience and like not just an audience because there's a lot of people that have an audience like an engaged following that is watching you every single day like when you're on instagram what is your usage case? Meaning, are you sending DMs? Are you responding to comments? Are you do. are you absorbing content yourself, or like, how does like Hammy TV use the platform? Because like when I go on Instagram, I'm like, okay, who can I book on my podcast? Course, how can yeah. I respond to the comments and engage with the community? I'm always curious to know like your usage when you're on Instagram, like how you look at it. So I mean, I don't really consume content. Um, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, I don't watch. I got a few of my boys that I watch. Yeah, I like some of their stuff, but as for me, I don't watch really anybody i don't no not really anybody. <laughs> that's so interesting yeah i just kind of i like my own yeah you're focused on your stuff yeah yeah the producing not the consuming. almost all my ideas hit when i meditate really i start laughing i'm like whoa this is good and then i'll get up and i'll write it okay every idea my got best it. ideas come got it oh when i'm not but dm wise i'm always in my dms i'm spending okay. too much time with my fans my fans are oh, my so you're family. dm and fans i like, go live i, I spend yeah. hours sometimes adding my fans into live because the fans are my life dude. yeah like they are and i also want to tell everybody that's watching this podcast that people see me and i got 5.5 million i started with zero i started with a nobody yeah. a nothing there was no gift yeah, <laughs> like yeah. people are like dude 5.5 yeah i started with zero yeah i had nothing there was no i didn't know anybody i have no ties to any entertainment or any yeah. celebrity i just I, I started with zero. People look past that, dude. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit and be like, yeah, dude, like, you know, oh, oh. no, I started with nothing. I yeah. had nothing. I didn't even know how to turn on a camera, which, by the way, I taught myself to edit. All my editing is done by me because it's a crucial part of my videos. Okay. Again, self-education. Yep. I didn't have to go to college because I learned anything I wanted to learn. Yeah. Right now, I'm reading about business. I read Tony Robbins. I read, you know anything like yep. everything and anything i read if totally. i want to learn how to, about microphones i go home and i read and yeah. i look it up and i youtube it. it's yep. all there it's just self-education got that's it. how i learned about even mental health yep like it's there dude it's all free got it no that's crazy that's amazing, right? man. and you're talking about uh, like reading about tony robbins and all these business yeah, yeah. guys i know we were earlier we we're talking about gary v yeah, gary, gary vaynerchuk shout out to gary and uh, cause he, he's been a huge inspiration to me to start the podcast yeah. to go hard on social from like a business mm-hmm. perspective to build a brand in this business community so yeah talk about that like how how did you meet Gary? Obviously, I know you've done his show and you've sat down with him and you've yep. made content together. So 
obviously in my world, he's someone that I have so much respect for mm-hmm. and I, I consume his content more so to see what he's doing so I can do it, not as yeah. like the consumer perspective. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see like how that relationship come about. Obviously I've had him on the podcast. We've had a, we've, he's familiar with my audience in terms of Sweet, everyone yeah. watching this knows who Gary Vee is. Watch, he's so, like me. Gary yeah. will answer your DM. hundred percent. Gary answered my DM. I said, okay. I want to be on your show. Nobody's heard my story. Sure. One week later, I was in New York with Gary. And Simple. I've kept in touch. I support his stuff. I love his shoes, buy his shoes. Yep. like case his wine. If I have questions, I can call him. Gary answers. He's like me. People, they can't believe it. This is Hammy. Yeah. He's answering my DMs. Dude, I'll spend three hours answering DMs. Yeah. Because that is who... I, it's That's my people. I don't know how yeah. to explain it. Like, okay. I will spend hours answering people's DMs okay. because... I think people get past a certain point. There's people, I will never name and shame, but on Instagram that I'm bigger than who are verified, don't answer my DM. Can you imagine that shit? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. You built that audience, you don't even look? That's crazy. You sure as hell ain't talking to their fans. Yeah. That's mind-boggling yeah. to me, dude. Yeah. The fans are your every... People say it all the time, thank for my fans. I love, I live for them. Okay. Like, dude, my fans are my... Like, yeah, that's yeah. my... If I wish I could just have every hammy fucking fan because if they like my shit, they're all nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It. That's amazing. Do you ever do like meetups type of thing? Or yeah, I've met like? some of them. Yeah, okay. we're gonna do some more now. We're gonna start traveling. Now okay. Big, you know, we want to go to some comic cons and okay. stuff. And really yeah. like. Turn it like, up. These are our people. You yeah. Know? This year we're really gonna turn it up. Okay. I haven't even come. I'm not even like. I haven't even started up the mountain, dude. Okay. I'm that's, like still that's at the so summit. cool to hear. <laughs> no, no. I wanted to ask too because like leaning is obviously we're recording this in uh, yeah. November 2019. Yeah. Like moving into 2020 with social media and how it's so it fluctuates with algorithms yeah. and you you know all this inside stuff about it. Looking at social media now, like your brand moving forward, like what are you excited about? What's what's to come that you'd want people to know, or is obviously keep things secret that need to be. But like moving forward, what are you shit. excited about regarding the content? Movies. movies. I movies? just filmed with Adam Sandler. I had a small role in his new shit. So okay, that's so tight. I want to do I, like I, entertainment. When I was there, all I wanted to do is drill everybody with questions. Okay. The filmers, the angles, what are you using? How do you do it? And it's Adam Sandler, dude. I was talking yeah. and asking him questions like me and you were talking now. Yeah. And Ray Liotta was there. What would you say your your biggest takeaway was from Adam Sandler to kind of reciprocate the value from one end? This is it. People used to make fun of me for my stuff. Okay. Like, what are you doing, dude? You're, in, this, you're a loser. What are you doing? Which, by the way, you're going to have critics and haters when you start. And they're going to stay with you. I had critics and haters when I had 10 people. I have 5.5 million. I'm going to have critics and haters. There's yep. no such thing as perfect. I think yep. a lot of people want to keep striving to making a video perfect where every comment's good. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's never going to exist because you're an individual and you're different. And every idea or if you have an opinion is going to be judged no matter what. So yep. fuck them. Just create. Yeah. That's it. I don't care anymore. Say what you want. They just want attention anyway. I yeah. get hate comments and messages. I don't even reply. I delete it because it's someone who's sad, lonely, and not doing anything with their life. Who's yeah. got time? So um, the biggest takeaway was when Adam Sandler was climbing in the dirt, right? It was a scene. Climbing in the dirt? He was in the dirt. It's like a scene that's in the movie. It's not out yet, but and he's, he's throwing the dirt. And I'm like, dude, you know how many people probably made fun of this guy? And here he is acting like a kid, making millions, doing what he loves. Yeah. And they used to do the same to me. Okay. Like some of the skits, it's like, People will be like, oh, you're foolish, but like, am I? Because I don't hear it anymore. Yeah. And not only that, I can tell you right now, I have never had one person, not one, dude, not one person ever say something negative to my face. Interesting. That's the type of world we live in. Yeah. 
Yeah, keyboard. What do they call them? Keyboard, keyboard it's warriors. A real. I right? really want to see scientists and psychologists study into what can. Or somebody leaves a hate message, which back in the day I would be like, dude, what? And they'd be like, oh my god, you answered. Yeah. Like we need more psycho- psychological okay. and s- evidence on what what a, causes it. What causes someone to say that you're saying? How can or I? What? How can I have video probably six billion plus video views okay. over the years? And That's have God knows how many negative comments. Yeah. But not have one human being come up to me and say your shit sucks to my face? Yeah. You don't find that odd? That's interesting. So, hey, think show, about it. It, it right? shows the type of people that are behind the keyboard. And if they did, the I don't mind criticism. Yeah. But it's just pure hate. It's not, yeah. like, you can't learn anything off of hate. Yeah. You can learn off of criticism. Totally. Would you say, I'm curious, in terms of like people coming up to you or meeting people in person, like how has this social media audience, I don't like the word fame, but like yeah. how has it affected like your personal life when you're going out and about? Like, is there ever a moment where you're like, oh wow, I, I've, I've built this platform to where it is today? Like, mm-hmm. has it affected your personal life or do you treat it like, hey, like I'm, nothing affects you? Because I've met some people where it's like they, they try to live this. You know, when you see them on social media compared to online, and I can already tell you're a very transparent, super real guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure it doesn't have any affection. But like, how would you say, from a family perspective or personal perspective, like having this massive audience has affected mm-hmm. you positively or negatively? Positive. Like just driving here, I had like three <laughs> or four people in traffic. Like, yo, really? Yo. I took a few <laughs> pictures in the parking lot over here. Like, okay, that's my people. Oh, that's awesome. That's man. like my. You family. can tell you're audience driven. Like that's truthfully. Like, and if there's people from your audience listening today, like. I can already just feel like yeah. the energy between you and the the person Bro, that's, that's watching your content. That's my real, like I almost get teary eyed because that's like yeah, bro. They're like you go through years with these people. Yeah, and they're part of your life. I yeah. get like, like I mean, happy, good, bro. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love my audience. Yeah, yeah. They now, let me be an idiot to yeah. fucking live. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate that being people. emotional, man. No, this, this is awesome. Love. Uh, like, so what is who? Well, who would you say like just based on what you know? Like, who is your average audience member when you see <laughs> the hammy, the hammy <laughs> TV fans? Like, what what do you describe as them? What do you want them to be like Fucking known for? Work and like okay, work. I see. I, I release my videos. They're at work. Quick city break or like yeah, yeah. getting lunch. Like, bro, what the fuck? Look what this kid did. He put hot pepper in his girl's panties. Couples, like, yeah. Age, age, you would not believe it. Okay. I got forty-year-olds that recognize me, like taking yeah. pictures, like because love is worldwide. It's the one yeah. language everyone knows. People yep. who don't even speak my fucking language are like, oh, like Mexico. <laughs> I go to Mexico, they're like, you loco, loco, gringo. I'm like, yes, dude. Yeah. What's up? And just like hug them, like. <laughs> It's like love. And yeah, me and her yeah. show that like love is still alive. Okay. Because it's you interesting know. you put it that way. I didn't. I wasn't thinking about it from that angle. In terms of just like you can impact everyone because they get that around aspect. the world. When yeah. I release a video and it's got a million views in three hours, it's a million people who watched it. Yeah. And that's like during the workday. Yeah. So people are like on a lunch break or a Siggy break and yeah. like, bro, what the fuck? You know, all these, co- like I've actually gone by a group of construction workers. Watching Like your six video. or seven watching it like, bro, what the f-? And I'm like, yo, like, yo, that's <laughs> why it's like going to a party every yeah, time. Yeah, like yeah. my fans are always just like, what's good? You're great. Like, yeah, yeah. because I, everybody, everything's energy and everything vibrates energy. Yep. And like energy is like energy. So my fans, if they like my shit, they're obviously on my you're wavelength. At, at, yep. So it's just like, bros, like what's good? Like yeah. what's up? So where do you, where do you think this energy comes from? Like, do you, like, were you always like this as a kid? Like in terms of just like having that energy, the funny aspect, like you said, you said yeah, you're yeah. like the class clown, class clown. 
where does this energy come from and how do you remain in this energy state? I, I think as they, maybe there's someone listening, you know, they're 15, 16 or yeah. 18. They love your videos, but then they stop listening to this podcast, but then they go into a negative mentality. They, they're, they're, they're not happy with who they are. And yeah. I believe you carry this energy of, you, you know, you love yourself, you love your fans and there's like this positive state. And obviously if someone's listening, this may be helping them, but yeah. What would you recommend to someone that may be in a negative state that doesn't know themselves or doesn't know where they want to go? Just remain in terms of their energy state. Like, how do you? Because I know you were telling me like how you meditate on a daily basis. So, break down some of the more like mental aspects of like remaining in that high end energy state. So every day when I start my day, I wake up and I say uh, what I'm thankful for. Like, I drive to the store. I like to get my energy drink in the morning. Okay, the only one I have. So like, I don't like coffee. Yeah, but I say what I'm thankful for every day. That's how I start. And then next, I have um, confidence affirmations that I say out loud to myself. Which like when I first started all this stuff, I felt like a weirdo. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, And then I'll go home and I'll meditate for like anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Okay. And then I can hop on and start popping with social media and whatnot. But and then at the end of the night, I love to look in the mirror and tell myself, like, talk to myself. And you'll feel weird. Like meditation, I have. Knew nothing about meditation. Okay. And I felt like a weirdo when I started. I started with like five minutes a day. And I was okay. like, what the hell? The guy's like, oh, breathe. I'm like, I'm like this is, if someone <laughs> walks in here, dude, I'm a weirdo right now. Like, But then I, I kept with it because I started yeah. noticing like calmer. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking clearer. And I stuck with it. Now, after like a year, I would say I've been doing it for like a year straight. Okay. Meditation, every day I do it, no matter where I am on really? vacation. I don't drink. Okay. Um, Smoking once in a great while, weed once in a great while, very rarely. I don't really like to. Um, and all my ideas come when I meditate. Yeah, I was about to say, being, uh, being friends with all the rappers, I'm sure there's yeah, <laughs> different yeah, opportunities, right? Shout out to Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, yeah, uh, the way he opens for Post Malone. They were just heroes with all of them. Okay. And Sway Lee. Is okay. Too. No, it was funny because Dylan Kivo, he was telling me, he's like, dude, Ryan, he's like, you'll see his content, and he's like this funny with his girl type yeah. of guy, but he's like, dude, he's one of the most connected in terms of just rappers, celebrities, just yeah. like high quality, successful people. And, yeah. I, and I do want to talk about that as we kind of wrap up this interview yeah. in terms of just like, you've built this network, obviously through social media, through yeah. your content of building this reputation to now having access to all mm-hmm. of these, I guess you could say celebrities or just very influential people. And yeah. I, number one, I want to ask, like, how do you believe that happened? And then number two, to really continue that is just, how has that impacted, like, your way you operate in terms of, like, your network? Yeah, I would just say, um, get so good that you can't be ignored, really. Okay, like, I love that. <laughs> if somebody, I think a lot of people, they ask me, and they're like, Hammy, how do you do it, man? Like, by the way, huge fan. I love your stuff. I share it all the time. But how do you go so viral? I'm like, well, you just answered your own question. You watch every video I drop, you share it, and you comment, and you like. <laughs> what the hell else do you need to know? I create content that is shareable, likable, relatable. And you want more. And you will not find my stuff anywhere else. Yeah. I also like to play on the line. Yeah. I love the line of Instagram. I do get videos removed. Okay. But I think that's one reason my fans like me, too, because yeah. I'm not scared. Yeah. I was like that in the Army. I would play right on the line. You know, okay. that one kid where I really test, okay. like a kid testing their parents, you okay. know, like, I want to test the line, test the line. Yeah. And so I think my fans really like that too. And it's just that, like, holy shit, dude, this kid's kind of fucking wild. Okay. Like, damn, like, Instagram, like, this is crazy yeah. shit. Like, even Sway Lee is like, my boy, he's always on the gram flexing crazy. Like, <laughs> and we're talking about, like, you know, like, Sway Lee, and I'm close to Waka Flocka. And, yeah. And so how the connection, like, Dre London, who is yep. Post Malone's manager, because yep. I can help all these people. Totally. Because they all have Instagram accounts and Facebook yep. accounts, and there's money that they're missing, or they're not yep. they're not running it a certain way to get the maxed 
out of every post. Yeah. So if Sway Lee's going on tour, you want every fan on your page that you've earned to see it. Yep. So you need to know the algorithm. Well, I have a whole team that knows all the algorithms. Yep. I get a call every morning about the algorithms, yep. when to post, what times to post. These are smart people. I call them my ghosts. Okay. My ghosts of the gram, like people who know every move inside yeah, like yeah. what's happening. Algos change and this is yeah. not okay. These hashtags are banned. Don't do it. I know before anybody else knows. Got it. It's my job. The ghosts. Like like a LeBron. Everything he does is dedicated or Tom Brady is dedicated to the sport. Well, every single thing that I do is dedicated to my platforms and yep. my video. Got it. So really just to, to wrap it up. So today I was, I was speaking on TikTok, and mm-hmm. I know we had a conversation earlier about this newer platform. Are you capitalizing on that? What do you recommend to someone that's potentially looking to build an audience? Where do you think they should start spending their time? If someone's just right now saying, okay, like, you know, someone's listening, they're like, oh, wow, I just got out of the army, and yeah, yeah. hey, this story sounds like something that I could potentially do. Yeah. Where do I start? What do you tell someone that's wanting to become a new creator in terms of picking a platform, attacking it from different angles? Is like, what's your advice to someone like that? Well, like, my first advice is how much do these platforms cost for you to use? Zero. Huh? Okay. <laughs> like, do I have to say more? It's free. Yeah. I make a living off of something that was built for me for free. Yeah. What the fuck are you waiting for? Just go create it. You don't know. Yeah. You'll change as you go. Yep. If you don't start, you're never going to know. Totally. And don't ever think there's going to be a perfect moment because it doesn't exist. You just have to start, suck, start, eat shit, and just keep on going. And that's how perfection is made. Every person who is a genius or perfectionist spent so much Edison, 6,000 experiments for the light bulb. 6,000 experiments. He never stopped. He could have. Yep. Everyone, think of, if you think about anything, right? Like the person was obviously an idiot, right? Like <laughs> the pool noodle, the guy who invented yep. that is a billionaire. Yeah. How many people made fun of him because it's a goddamn pool noodle? Yeah. Everything was invented, and every single thing that you see that was invented, people are probably calling the person an idiot. I know yep. Edison, they were like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? You're wasting your time. You're an idiot. So, yep. like, it's free. The platforms yep. are free. I'll post a TikTok. It's free. Yep. I have to change the videos a little bit to fit their time frame and whatnot. And of course, things are different on every platform. Yep. But I'll use it because it's free. Do I think TikTok will reign supreme as number one like an IG? I don't think so. Okay. It's been musically. It was rebought. Zuckerberg with leaked footage just came out and said that TikTok, when their budget dies out, which their budget is astronomical, yeah. by the way, to pay all these creators, which, yeah. by the way, they're using Facebook platforms, Instagram and Facebook, to promote. Yep. Zuckerberg could turn off when he wants. That's very interesting. I never thought yeah, I like so that. So, <laughs> have you ever looked up Lasso? Lasso, I've heard of it. But Facebook property, uh-huh. made by Facebook, looks exactly like TikTok. Really? It's Zuckerberg. He said right in the audio, "I'm not worried about TikTok because when That's the budget dies footage. out, yeah, when the budget dies out, they 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 just go boom, and there's no more." Okay. My thing, I trust Zuckerberg. Yeah. He's like my president. Because <laughs> okay. if he wants to turn Lasso on, he's already got Facebook and Instagram. He yep. could ban hashtags with, with TikTok. Yeah. He could ban any video with TikTok promoting it. Yep. And then turn Lasso on and fucking destroy him yep. if he wants. And this came out because Elizabeth Warren got the leaked footage about it. How he's too powerful and he can destroy companies. Well, he yeah. can destroy TikTok. Yeah, he can literally like delete their Instagram. That has Dude, 20 after this, look up Lasso. L A S S O. It's uh, exactly the same on as TikTok on Instagram or what? It, it no, it's a separate app. Okay. By Facebook properties called Lasso. It's the same as TikTok. Really? And nobody's heard about it, but L-A-S-S-O? it's Zuckerberg. Yeah, L A S S O is by 
Facebook property. There's a TikTok ad right above it. Dude, and Lasso <laughs> looks the exact same built by Facebook. If he wants to turn that on wow. and destroy TikTok, Zuckerberg, which who said in leaked footage, if you pay attention, is not worried because when the budget dies, the platform evens. Interesting. I am with Zuckerberg. I trust everything Facebook yeah. and Instagram do. Even if some of the things I think are too soft. Yeah. Dude, come Interesting. on. It's right there. Yeah. Zuckerberg. Very Don't cool. mess with Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah. How many things has he destroyed? Marketplace? Yeah. Remember when Let Go came out? Yep. He offered, I, I'm pretty sure he offered to buy it, but either way, Marketplace destroyed it. Yeah, yeah. So. Everything that happens like that, right? The blocked, blockbuster Snapchat, Netflix. what happened? Wouldn't let him buy it? Yep. He replicated it. Yep. Instagram stories, Facebook stories, bought Instagram. Yep. He's a beast. I love it. I love it. Real. Last question to wrap it up because I, I'm just very curious as someone that's 19 years old, look, going through your journey of which we just went through when you were 19, my age, or stepping out of the army into this mm-hmm. newfound territory of potentially social media or, hey, I might try to do this entertainment thing. And to, to kind of see it from my perspective, like you had that idea and you've been able to manifest and create every desire in which was once in your mind, yeah, right? Of course. So I, I want you to sort of take a step back and like, if you were to tell yourself a piece of advice when you were 19 years old, stepping out of the military, and I really want this to correlate to maybe that young person that's maybe getting out of college or mm-hmm. getting out of high school, and they maybe they don't want to go to college. They don't want to settle for that nine-to-five job, right? Like, what would you tell your younger self, but most importantly, a younger individual listening about just where to start or what you've learned throughout your journey up to this point? That you can do it. Because everybody said that you can. Even my own family was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing with these video things? Okay, but I saw social media ahead of time, like almost like a Gary. I saw where yeah. it was going, and I just knew. And creating was what I loved creating. So, got it. Whole time, people are gonna tell you, dude. Nobody's gonna just say, yeah, go do it, man. Go do it. It's gonna turn out good. Yeah. The closest people to you are gonna tell you not to do it because they're comfortable. And what I do is not comfortable. Yeah. And then people complain that. They're nine to eighty-four percent of Americans hate their nine to five. Yeah. So, I think some even get mad because I live my dream, but they don't <laughs> know how many years it took in the hustle to do yeah. it or what happens. Yep. I don't just put out a video. You know, there's yep. so much that goes into it. So I would just tell my younger self to just go for it. You know, you live once and then you yep. die. So, like, I don't want to be in my deathbed like, wow, I should have done that, and then now I'm too old to do it. Yeah. So they Man. say uh, what? What I just read. It's um. Would you rather would you rather deal with the um, doing or would you rather deal with the would you rather deal with the discipline or would you rather deal with the regret? Discipline mm. as in waking up every day, putting in the work. Yeah. Or the regret when it's too late. I'd rather deal with the discipline. Yeah. I don't want the regret, yeah. dude. No Absolutely. way. Absolutely. You know? So real quick just to wrap it up. Number one book you're reading right now that you'd recommend to a listener. My favorite is called um, The Awakening. The Awakening. The Awakening. Okay. The World is Yours. It was actually given to me by Waka Flocka Flame. Hey. This is my favorite book. Interesting. He personally gave it to me. Okay. That, that would be my number one. And then if you're suffering with anxiety or panic, At Last a Life by Paul David. Okay. Really helps you understand what anxiety and panic is. And once you understand what's actually happening, you yeah. kind of lose a lot of the fear, which is what happened to me. Cool. Well, everyone, I will make sure to put those two books down below, link in the description. Ryan, aka Heymade TV, thank you so much for coming You're on the welcome. show, man. And uh, yeah, me, man, I just I just want to say thank you again because this has been super cool for me to kind of dissect your story. And I believe just someone that's been a viewer of your content yeah. and I've seen your stuff everywhere, understanding like the past and mm-hmm. where you come from and your background, it was very intriguing to of me. Course. So I definitely appreciate the the openness, and I'm sure the that's viewers sweet. did as well. So thanks so yeah, much. No problem. Man. Yep. Well, guys. 
Make sure you subscribe to the Rise Young Podcast. Make sure you hit that rating and review button on iTunes. Make sure you go follow Ryan, a.k.a. Hammy TV, and I'll talk to you guys soon.